0: Greetings one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and on today's show, we are going to be talking about the Arantia book and paranormal activity. What does the Arantia book say about ghosts and things that go bump in the night? Opinions vary, and uh, I thought I would throw my two cents into the ring of this topic for those who are interested. And uh, it's nice to switch gears and get back to uh, a subject that's a little more spiritual But not so much of this um, government and political upheaval And the conspiracies and everything that's happening on the the social level I mean, those are important topics that we need to talk about And try to put them in a certain realistic spiritual perspective But I don't want this to be a show that... Continually talks about those subjects So let's get on with some spiritual conversation Let's talk about the Arantia book And paranormal activity What does the Arantia book say? What do people who study and read the Arantia book think? Are there ghosts? Do the spirits of the dead come back? Or is something else going on? Well, for the most part, folks who read the Arantia book say, well, there's no such things as ghosts. The Arantia book does tell us that the spirits of the dead, they move on to the mansion worlds, those souls continue their journey into eternity, and they don't come back to the earth. So many who read the Arantia book say ghosts and things that go bump in the night, hauntings, Paranormal activity It's either Figments of people's imagination Or It is what the Arantia book Calls uh, Midway creatures or midway Beings The Arantia book uh, does teach that there is uh, Many different Classes of spirits and Angels around us that all have A function in helping To keep the universe Running and keep a certain order going in our world, as they try to lead us to a better society and ultimately to the presence of the Paradise Father, which is God in heaven. so most Urantia book readers will say no, there's absolutely no such things as ghosts, it's something else, and most are convinced it's figments of the imagination but I would say to that, and I was actually having this discussion with uh, some folks on Facebook because someone did post the question, and that's what inspired this podcast, what does the Arantia book say about ghosts and paranormal happenings? And, uh, you know, my thoughts on it are that the Arantia book never claims to be an infallible document. It was never supposed to be a book that was like the Bible or the Koran or the Torah. And if you look into the history of the Arantia book, and uh, there's a really good book called The History of the Arantia Papers by Richard Mullins, I believe the gentleman's name is. And it's a little bit hard to find in hard copy, uh, but it is available on the Amazon ebook Kindle store. So, you know, any way you can get a hold of it, I, I, I definitely think it is a great read. And it weighs out the pros and the cons, the problems, and uh, the things that were right and the things that maybe were not so right when it comes to uh, putting the Arantia book together. Uh, but one thing that this book points out uh, very clearly is that the Arantia book was never supposed to be uh, a fetish book or a book that was put on a pedestal and worshiped like, you know, some people would uh, worship uh, almost the Bible or. The Quran. Uh, some people believe that in the Muslim tradition, that the Quran, the book itself, um, is almost or is God on Earth. You know, so the Arantia book was never meant to be that, and this is why the early manuscripts, it is believed, were uh, said to be destroyed once the book was published in 1955. The celestial beings who brought the papers into being uh, Didn't want anybody, you know, putting the original manuscripts in glass cases And worshipping them and turning them into, you know, a fetish or an idol Or, you know, another uh, charm that man, uh, you know, looks at as being, you know, holy and sacred You know, the Arantia book was really meant to be, uh, you know, a group of papers that was for the individual to help give uh, the individual certain information and help them with their journey and their personal experience and relationship with God. It was never really meant to be something that had, you know, churches or, you know, organizations and denominations, uh, you know, forming around it. Uh, It's also said of the Arantia book that the beings who materialized the papers uh, found our language a bit difficult to put everything in the papers clearly. You know, so it was uh, the language that is used uh, was put there to the the best of our ability to, you know, be able to understand what was being said, but it was uh, not an easy task uh, to break down such complex information into our very uh, simple language. So, you know, with that being said, and it comes to uh, paranormal activity, uh, ghosts, and spirits, I personally don't believe that there's any book, you know, on the face of the earth that has all of the answers. I think the Bible has quite a few answers. I think The Arantia book has uh, many, many answers to things. But, you know, I I think it's, for me personally, human error to think that we contain any book or books that would, in between the two covers, front and back, no matter how many hundreds or thousands of pages that book might be, uh, to think that that book contains everything Everything we need to know in every mystery of the universe Uh, That would be, you know, impossible When it comes to such a great, wise, infinite, all-knowing being like God To think that we could, you know, encapsulate that into, you know, one volume uh, I think is kind of um, maybe a little ignorant, maybe a little arrogant of us to uh, to think that that we uh, could do that or or have that in this world. And I think a lot of people uh, do, you know, because I I think it's natural for people to look at certain books and say, "This is the entirety of the truth." You know, mankind, we as human beings, we want all the answers. We don't like to have guesswork. We don't like the mystery. You know, we like to be able to say, aha, I know exactly what it is. I know, uh, you know, exactly the answer to that, even if it's just a guesstimation. Even the Bible itself, a lot of people, particularly in the evangelical, fundamentalist, literalist Christian circles, uh, you know, say that the uh, the Bible is God's literal word. It is a God breathed document or book. Uh, but this is something that is far from what the ancients themselves believed. The ancient Christians taught that the Bible was. An inspired book Men were Inspired by the Holy Spirit And wrote down These accounts Of Jesus' life The research that they did The gospel themselves uh, Talk about uh, These are the accounts written by Certain individuals The letters of Paul uh, The apostle Paul Never thought he was writing scripture He was writing letters to different congregations and churches of his day. And it was later when, you know, the church councils included them in the canon of Scripture. But uh, Paul never uh, had any inkling or thought that these letters he was writing, that I'm penning Scripture. And that's something very interesting uh, that that many uh, scholars and theologians will point out that will make the average layperson go, Oh, I never really thought of that before. You know, so we have documents that are letters. We have documents that are uh, individuals' uh, personal research or investigation into the events of the life of Christ, like the Gospel of Luke. And so these are inspired letters, inspired documents. But these books and letters, though they were inspired by God, they were written by fallible man. And the ancient church, the very beginning Christians, taught that this is why we find certain errors in the Bible. Or the same story told in two different Gospels, but it's different. Because God inspired, but man wrote. It wasn't God channeling word for word, you know, the words of the Bible like some uh, fundamentalists would believe. That's not what the early Christians believed at all. And they would uh, probably look at you sideways if, you know, you, uh, as I always say, took a time machine back and presented this view to them so you know all of that being said uh to believe we have you know any book any documents that that give us all of the answers i think we're uh we're kind of grasping there and we're throwing you know our hat into the arena of opinion along with many other scientists and scholars and theologians and philosophers So, when it comes to paranormal activity or ghosts, I don't think we can sit back and so, uh, you know, kind of arrogantly say, oh, oh, that's just imagination. Oh, people need to stop, you know, sniffing, you know, that uh, glue or whatever they're doing and just kind of laugh it off uh, because the evidence and the research shows That something is going on in our world And something has gone on in our world for Mm -hmm. centuries There have always been people who claim that they saw their deceased mother Or father or a grandparent or a sibling And sometimes these encounters just happen And other times, many times they happen uh, when a person is going through a crisis, and you know I, I, they're saying, you know, "I wish my mother were here. I wish my father was here," was here, and then suddenly in a dream or the apparition appears, and you know gives them a you know some kind of instruction or a message. And again, sometimes this just happens uh, randomly, but many times these messages and these appearances will change lives or even save lives in certain instances. When I talk about this subject, I always hearken back to, uh, I believe it was Dr. Raymond Moody who recorded the incident in one of his books uh, about near-death you know, and after-death experiences where uh, there was a gentleman uh, driving in his car and he had an accident and the car flipped and was rolling down an embankment. And during the process, uh, the gentleman driving the car was thrown from the vehicle. And he landed uh, at the bottom of the hill and looked up to happen to see the car tumbling straight for him. And he scrambled to his hands and knees. He was about to jump out of the way to dodge the oncoming car that was rolling down the embankment. And suddenly he looked up and he saw his father, who had been dead for years standing there holding out his hand as if to say, stop, don't move. And uh, the man just froze in shock. You know, what is my father doing here? And just at that moment, the car rolling down the hill kind of jumped and landed right where the man would have leapt to to try to get to safety. So, you know, things like this happen more than we hear about, more than we know. So what's going on? You know, I believe, or rather I don't believe, that the spirits of the dead are hanging around haunting planet Earth. Um, I've always believed, and that's why I I say I, I like the Arantia book and I relate to it so much because it talks about things I've always kind of thought about or believed but I have never really heard anybody else uh discuss or preach a sermon about or um you know talk about in any way. And uh I, I've always believed and, and I think the Arantia book certainly uh confirms that belief that you know the souls of the departed go onward. They have their journey, they have their next step in whatever comes next. You know, they're not Hanging around on earth all the time You hear people uh, Particularly in uh, Spiritualist um, You know circles And and sometimes just average people That You know do you think my mother is around me Is my mother my guardian angel Is my grandmother my guardian angel Uh, You know they think their deceased relatives are Watching over them all the time Every day and uh you know i think that is a mechanism or a belief that we've come up with to comfort ourselves you know my uh you know my dear relative you know passed on uh but somehow they're still here watching over me even though i can't see them i just don't think that is the case you know what would be the point of people dying making their transition into the world that comes next um but they just stay here they're just here observing earthly life and watching over us i think um that doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know i think uh, i think that would be like someone being born but staying in the crib all their life you know, I, I should never leave this crib. Uh, even when I'm 50 years old, I got to be here watching over my, uh, you know, my stuffed kitty and my rattle and uh, you know my favorite blanket or whatever. You know, people change and grow. We change and grow when we move on from this world. So I don't think our loved ones are constantly hanging around nor do I think, and I've discussed this in uh, other podcasts that I've had, when it comes to spiritism and spiritualism, um, I I don't think uh, folks that, you know, consider themselves mediums, I don't think it's possible to dial up Any spirit that we want at any time You know, I feel like talking to mom today Cha-ching, well there she is Oh, today I feel like talking to my uncle Well, cha-ching, there he is You know, I don't think that that is realistic either I don't think I don't think heaven is at our beck and call You know, sometimes uh, People may meditate Sometimes people may uh, reach out in prayer To try to Connect or feel something from their loved ones And they'll get some very interesting information Or even see like a vision And they'll be like, wow, where did that come from? You know, I've had that happen in my life And uh, those visions were later confirmed by uh, other sources Things that, you know, I never thought of or, or seen before But it's not the norm You know, and I think there are rules in the spirit world that when we do see our loved ones When we do feel them around us It is by the permission of God I think there's universal and heavenly laws and rules That must be abided by And just just like we can't walk over into their world Anytime we want and say Oh hey what's up everybody I don't think they can just pop into our world anytime they want and do whatever they want. I definitely think there are rules. We don't understand them. There's a lot, uh, very little that we actually know about the world beyond this world. But I don't think it's it's a free-for-all where, um, you know, any spirit does whatever they want. We can call on anybody we want Anytime. But again, that doesn't mean that we don't sometimes have those visions, those feelings, those apparitions of a loved one, of an angel, you know, and uh, things of that nature, because they do happen. But how they happen, why they happen, again, I I think is, is part of the mystery. You know I just to kind of relate a story, you know why do these things happen, I remember some years ago it was um late August early September, and in New York State where I live, you'll start to get some uh, little patches of orange or yellow on some of the the older trees that time of year and uh my mother who who passed away in two thousand twelve. Um, she had a pet name for me. She called me Dingaling, <laughs> and uh, you know, every fall, you know, I'd, you know, I'd see her in the in the fall when when thing the leaves would start to change. She'd always go by the window and say, "Look, Ding-a-ling, our season's coming," you know, and she'd point to the, you know, one of the trees that was getting some color, and uh, you know, because we both we we love the fall, you know, we love fall, we love the you know Christmas time you know i definitely got that from my mother and uh so you know a few years ago yeah i was had take gone to the chiropractor and i was i was on my way home and i'm just driving i'm not thinking of anything in particular you know i wasn't thinking of deceased relatives or uh anything of that nature and suddenly i hear it wasn't like an audible voice but it was like my mother's voice so clear in my head I heard her say, look, ding our season is coming. And I felt at that moment, just intuitively, that I needed to look up toward my left. And when I did, I saw this tree with this swath of orange leaves, you know, starting to appear on it. And when I looked at those leaves, it was the strangest thing is that my mother's presence. Was so thick in the car with me I mean, I could just feel her You know, and it it was so overwhelming I actually had to pull the car over And just sit there for a moment You know, it was both spiritually And, of course, emotionally You know, impactive to have that happen And, you know, her presence just Hovered there so strong Like it was filling the inside of that car And then little by little it just lifted You know, so how did that happen? Why did that happen? You know, did my mother at that particular time Just for whatever laws and rules Keep the universe and the world of the spirit You know, uh, moving forward Uh, Was she granted some permission to just pop in and say hi, to say, hey, ding-a-ling, look, you know, like she used to, you know, it was, uh, it was strange, but it was, it was very cool, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for things like that when they happen in my life, you know, it's not like they happen every day, uh, but when they do. Uh, I, I I definitely give thanks to God just that my opinion is love is the thing that connects us to God, and it connects us to our loved ones for all of eternity. So, from doing a lot of research on this particular topic, and also having uh, uh, my own experiences throughout life with things I couldn't explain. Uh, I definitely know that there's more to the world and the universe than meets the eye. And uh, as I said before, I don't think that there's any book, whether it be uh, the Bible or the Koran or the Torah or the Arantia book. I don't think there's any book that gives us all of the answers. Some, but not all. I think all of them have kind of like, Pieces of the puzzle that, if we really kind of think about it, we get a larger, more accurate picture of what might be going on in some of these instances. Even in paranormal research and sciences, uh, there's a lot of debate on what hauntings are. Are they the ghosts of people? Are they spirits who are, you know, they died and they're stuck? Uh, They haven't crossed over as as many uh, uh, ghost hunters say Or is it just like a mental or psychic energetic imprint On the land or in a house That it's not actually It's more like a thought form Than a conscious, living, motivated soul of a person walking around, uh, haunting the place, or uh, going, a lot of these ghosts, they say, go through repeated motions. They always walk up the stairs, down the hall, crying, and then walk into the first bedroom to the left. You know, there's there's uh, apparitions that repeat that same behavior over and over and over. And some paranormal um, investigators and uh, those who are involved in the uh, the um, sciences of parapsychology say you know these things look like you know seem like they could be uh, a thought form or an energy imprint, uh, not an actual spirit that is stuck. And in some cases, uh, I believe folks are correct when they say that a haunting is something that is non-human. You know, something that we would call um, demonic Or, you know, a negative or dark entity This certainly happens too You know, not not one uh, shoe fits every foot When it comes to these instances But, um, you know, that doesn't mean We can uh, discount them by the wholesale You know, we can come up with all of the Answers that we want, you know, what this particular book said or what, you know, this particular holy book said But again, I don't, I don't think uh, one shoe fits every foot and there's a lot that we don't understand and I definitely think that there is uh, Paranormal activity that is friendly Uh, It is orchestrated by God, by heaven Like my mother in the car I think there is paranormal activity That is orchestrated by something else uh, That may not be so friendly And of course, you know, there are figments of people's imagination You know, as uh, someone who uh, I used to be very big into uh, ufology back in the 90s And I was somewhat of an... uh, You know, amateur uh, ufologist You know, I would go out into the field And watch the skies I did a lot of reading and digging into that topic Of uh, UFOs And uh, you heard a lot of ufologists say That you have to be very careful When you're interviewing people About what they saw in the skies Because there are some people That will see a 747 fly overhead And they'll say, oh, look, it's a UFO. You know, everything's a UFO. The stars, the planets, an airplane, old airplane, new airplane, uh, someone who threw a football through the sky, everything's a UFO. And, uh, boy, they weren't joking. You know, because being a a bit of an uh, amateur ufologist and talking to people and uh, going out and watching the skies, Uh, I definitely ran into more than a few people that um, Would see the 747 and go, oh, look, that's, that's not one of ours That's not an airplane You know, even if it came down to saying, oh, you know, it looks like an airplane But UFOs can make themselves look like an airplane So it's not really an airplane So it's the same thing with, you know, ghosts and paranormal activity That, um I think some people just become so obsessed with it uh, on some level that they see it everywhere, even when it's not there. And so once again, with uh, these kind of accounts, we have to you know, begin to separate fact from fiction, uh, truth from lie, uh, the sane from those who maybe leave a little bit to be uh, desired in that particular department. But uh, I definitely think that there's more to the world and the universe and paranormal happenings than we know. And so for me, anyway, I keep an open mind, an open heart, and just let God run the show. If I'm pleasantly surprised by a visitation from my mother or an angel or see something, uh, you know, wonderful... Having a spiritual experience, I just give thanks for it and I remain open to it. Who am I to, no pun intended, close the book on God and say, nope, none of it's real. None of that exists. You know, I think for me that's limiting God. And that's something I've personally uh, never wanted to do. So, folks, I thank you for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. I hope you got something out of it. Chime in. Let me know what you think. Uh, Send me an email, nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. Comment if you're listening to this on one of the uh, video platforms on the Internet, like YouTube. And let me know your thoughts. What is paranormal activity? Does it exist if you're... A reader of the Arantia book, what's your theory and why? I look forward to uh, seeing what folks have to say. Until next time, as always, stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you next time here on The Infinite Journey.